everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Percy Jackson podcast. We had a week of gap between us, but well, I can't. I had some important work last Sunday, so never mind. We're back again. So, okay, we'll just start a little before so that we can understand what happened. Yes. Um, so Hestia had shown Percy a vision of Luke's past, his family, sort of, because if you are if you are to understand your enemy Luke, you have to understand his family, apparently. So Percy had a vision, which probably lasted for about five minutes, but. But to the others, it appeared as if Hestia just looked at him and he collapsed. Now we're gonna see what's happened next. I could feel everyone's eyes on me. I couldn't afford to look weak. Whatever those visions were, I had to stay focused on our mission. Um, Lady Hestia? We've come here on urgent business. We need to see. I know what you need. A man's voice said. I shuddered because it was the same voice I'd heard in the vision. A god shimmered into existence next to Hestia. He looked about 25, with curly salt and pepper hair and elfish features. He wore a military pilot's flight suit with tiny bird's wings fluttering on his helmet and his black leather boots. In the crook of his arm was a long staff entwined with two living serpents. I will leave you now, Hestia said. She bowed to the aviator and disappeared into smoke. I understood why she was so anxious to go. Hermes, the god of messengers, did not look happy. Hello, Percy. His brow furrowed as though he was annoyed with me, and I wondered if he somehow knew about the vision I just had. I went to ask why he'd been at May Castellan's house that night, and what happened after he caught Luke, I remembered the first time I'd met Luke at Camp Hoblet. I'd asked him if he'd ever met his father, and he looked at me bitterly and said, once. I could tell from Hermes' exp- expression that this was not the right time to ask. I bowed awkwardly. Lord Hermes? Oh, sure, one of the Snakes said in my mind, don't say hi to us, we're just reptiles. George, the other snake scolded, be polite. Hello, George. Hey, Martha. Did you bring us a cat? Uh, did you bring us a rat? George asked, George, stop it, he's busy. Too busy for rats? That's just sad. I decided it was better not to get into it with George. Um... Hermes, we need to talk to Zeus, it's important. Hermes's eyes were steely cold. I am his messenger, may I take a message? Behind me, the other demigods shifted restlessly. This wasn't gonna, this wasn't going as planned. Maybe if I tried to speak with Hermes in private. You guys, why don't you go do a sweep of the city, check the defenses, see who's left in Lumpus. Meet Annabeth and me back here in 30 minutes. Selena frowned. But 
That's a good idea. Connor and Travis, you delete. The trolls, the stalls. Oh my god, so sorry. Oh my god, so sorry. Okay. The stalls seem to like that, getting handed an important responsibility right in front of the dad. They usually never lead anything except toilet paper raids. We're on it, Travis said. They heard the others out of the throne room, leaving Annabeth and me with Hermes. My lord, Annabeth said, Kronos is going to attack New York. You must suspect that. My mother must have foreseen it. Your mother, Hermes grumbled. He scratched his back with Caduceus and George and Martha muttered, Ow, ow, ow. Don't get me started on your mother, young lady. She's the reason I'm here at all. Zeus didn't want any of us to leave the front line, but your mother kept pestering him nonstop. It's a trap. It's a diversion. Blah, 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 blah. She wanted to come back here herself, but Zeus was not going to let his number one strategist leave his side while we were battling Typhoon, and so naturally he sent me to talk to you. But it is a trap. Annabeth insisted. Is Zeus blind? Thunder rolled through the sky. I'd watch the comments, girl. Zeus wants. Nay, Hermes won't. Oh my god. Okay. Zeus is not blind or deaf. He has not left Olympus completely undefended. But there are these blue lights. Yes, yes, I saw them. Some mischief by that insufferable goddess of magic, Hecate. I'd wager, but you may have noticed, they aren't doing any damage. Olympus has strong magical wards. Besides, Aeolus, e e I guess it's Aeolus. Aeolus, the king of the winds, has sent his most powerful mi miners to guard the citadel. No one can save the gods. No one save the gods can approach Olympus from the air. They will be knocked out of the sky. I raise my hand. Um, what about the materializing, teleporting things you guys do? That's a form of air travel too, Jackson. Very fast, but the wind gods are faster. Now if Kronos wants Olympus, he'll have to march the entire city with his army and take the elevators. Can you see him doing this? Hermes made some pretty ridiculous hordes of monsters going up in the elevator 20 at a time, listening to staying alive. Still, I didn't like it. Maybe just a few of you could come back? I suggested. Hermes shook his head impatiently. Percy Jackson, you don't understand. Typhon is our greatest enemy. I thought it was Kronos. The god's eyes glowed. No, Percy. In the olden days, Olympus was almost overthrown by Typhon. He's the husband of Echidna. Better at the arch. Not nice, I muttered. And the father of all the monsters. We can never forget how close he came to destroying us all. How he, how he humiliated us. We were more powerful back in the old days. Now... We can accept, expect no help from Poseidon because he's fighting his own war. Hades sits in his realm and does nothing, and Demeter and Persephone follow his lead. It will take all our remaining power to oppose the storm giant. We can't divide our forces, nor wait until he gets to New York. We have to battle him now, and we're making progress. Progress? I said. He nearly destroyed St. Louis. Yes, Hermes admitted. But he destroyed only half of Kentucky. He's slowing down, losing power. Wow, if destroying half of Kentucky is a progress, then...
was trying to convince himself. In the corner, your few towers moved sadly. Please, Amos, Hanvet said, you said my mother wanted to come. Did she give you any message for us? Messages, he muttered. It'll be a great job, they told me. Not much work, lots of worshippers. Hmm, nobody cares that I have to say what I have to say. It's always about other people's messages. Rodents. George mused a minute for the Rodents. Shh, Martha scolded. We care what Hermes has to say, don't we, George? Oh, absolutely. Can we go back to the battle now? I want to do laser mode again. That's fun. Quiet, both of you. Hermes grumbled. The god looked at Annabeth, who was doing her big, pleading, gray-eyes thing. Bah, Hermes said. Your mother said to warn you that you're on your own. You must hold Manhattan without the help of the gods. As if I didn't know that. Why the prayer to be the wisdom goddess? I'm not so sure. Anything else? Annabeth asked. She said you should try Plan 23. She said you would know what that meant. Annabeth's face paled. Obviously, she knew what it meant, and she didn't like it. Go on. Last day, Hermes looked at me. She said to tell Percy, remember the rivers, and uh, something about staying away from my daughter. <laughs> oh, God. I'm not so sure whose face was redder, Annabeth, or mine. Thank you, Hermes. Annabeth said, and I and I wanted to say I'm so sorry about Luke. The god's expression hardened like he turned to marble. You should have left that subject alone. Annabeth stared back nervously. Sorry? Sorry doesn't cut it. George and Martha curled round the kiss. On, I mean, this sentence is written in extremely bold and capitalized letter, and I don't want to scream my throat out, but, well, you get the gist. He screams wildly. I can give a closed caption. George huh. and Martha curl around the, on the caduceus, which shimmered and changed into something that looked suspicious like a high-voltage cattle prod. You should have saved him when you had the chance. Hermes growled at Annabeth. You are the only one you could have. I tried to step in between them. What are you talking about? Annabeth didn't. Don't defend her, Jackson. Hermes turned the cattle prod towards me. She knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you should blame yourself. I should have kept my mouth shut, but all I could think about was turning his attention away from Annabeth. This whole time, he'd been ang he hadn't been angry with me. He'd been angry with her. Maybe if you hadn't abandoned Luke and his mom. Hermes raised his cattle prod. He began to grow until he was ten feet tall. I thought, well, that's it. But as he prepared to strike, George and Martha leaned in close and whispered something in his ear. Hermes clenched his teeth. He lowered the cattle prod and turned back to a staff. Percy Jackson, because you have taken on the curse of Achilles, I must spare you. You are in the hands of the fates now, but you will never speak to me like that again. You have no idea how much I have sacrificed, how much his voice broke, and he shrank back to human size. My son, my greatest pride, my poor mate. He sounded so devastated, I didn't know what to say. One minute, he was ready to vaporize us, now he looked like he needed a hug. 
Look, Lotto, miss, I'm so sorry, but I need to know what happened to May. She said something about Luke's fate, and her eyes... Almost glared at me, and my voice faltered. The look on his face wasn't really anger, though. It was pain, deep, incredible pain. I will leave you now. I have a war to fight. He began to shine. I turned away and made sure Annabeth did the same because she was still frozen in shock. Good luck, Percy, Martha the snake whispered. Hermes glowed with the light of supernova, then he was gone. Annabeth sat on the foot of her mother's throne and cried. I wanted to comfort her, but I wasn't sure how. Annabeth, it's not your fault. Never seen Hermes act like this way. I guess I don't know. He probably feels guilty about Luke. He's looking for somebody to blame. I don't know why he lashed out on you. You didn't do anything to deserve that. Annabeth wiped her eyes. She stared at the earth like it was her own funeral pyre. I shifted uneasily. Um, you didn't, right? She didn't answer. Her celestial bronze knife was strapped to her arm, the same knife I'd seen in Hestia's vision all these years. I hadn't realized it was a gift from Gift from Luke. I'd asked her many times why she preferred f to fight a knife instead of a sword, and she never answered me. Now I knew. Percy, what did you mean about Luke's mother? Did you meet her? I nodded reluctantly. Nico and I visited her. She was a little different. I described my castle and the weird moment when her eyes had started to glow and she talked about her son's fate. Annabeth frowned. That doesn't make sense. But why were you visiting? Her eyes widened. Homer said you bear the curse of Achilles. Hestia said the same thing. Did you? Did you bathe in the river Styx? Don't change the subject. Percy, did you or did you not? Um, maybe a little. I told the story about Hades and Nico and how I had defeated an army of the dead. I left her the vision of her pulling me out of the river. I still quite didn't understand that part and I was thinking about it. And I was just thinking about it and it made me so embarrassed. She looked her, she shook her head in disbelief. Do you have any idea how dangerous that was? I had no choice. I said, it's the only way I can stand up to Luke. I mean, you mean... The Immortalis, of course. That's why Luke didn't die. He went to the sticks and... Oh no, Luke, what were you thinking? So now you're worried about Luke again. I grumbled. He stared at me like I'd just dropped from space. What? Forget it, I muttered. I wonder what Homus had meant about Annabeth not saving Luke when he'd had the chance. When she'd had the chance. Clearly, she wasn't telling me something, but at the moment, I wasn't in the mood to ask. The last thing I wanted to hear about was more of her history with Luke. The point is, he didn't die in the sticks, I said. Neither did I. Now I have to face him. We have to defend Olympus. Annabeth was still studying my face, like she was trying to see differences since my swim in the sticks. I guess you're right, my mom mentioned. Plan 23. She rummaged in her pack and pulled out the Daedalus's laptop. She, the blue delta symbol glowed on the top when she booted it up. She opened a few files and started to read. Here it is. Gods, you have a lot of work to do. One of Daedalus's inventions. A lot of inventions, dangerous ones. If my mother wants me to use this plan, she must think. Things are really bad. She looked at me. 
What about her message to you? Remember the rivers? What does that mean? I shook my head. As usual, I have no clue what the gods were telling me. Which rivers were I supposed to remember? The sticks? The Mississippi? Just then, the Stall brothers ran into the throne room. You need to see this. Now, Connor said. The blue lights in the sky had stopped, so at first I didn't understand what the problem was. The other campers gathered in a small park at the edge of the mountain. They were clustered at the guardrail looking down at Manhattan. The railing was lined with those tourist binoculars where you could deposit when the golden drachma see the city. Campers were using every single one. I looked down at the city. I could almost see everything from here, the East River and the Hudson, carving the shape of the Manhattan. Grid of the streets, the lights of the skyscrapers, the dark stretch of Central Park in the north. Everything looked normal, but something was wrong. I felt it in my bones before I realized what it was. I don't hear anything, Annabeth said. That was the problem. Even from this height, I should have heard the noise of the city. Millions of people bustling around, thousands of cars and machines, the hum of a huge metropolis. You don't think about it when you live in New York, but it's always there, even in the dead of the night. New York is never silent. But it was now. I felt like my best friend had suddenly dropped dead. What did they do? What did they do to my city? I pushed Michael Hugh away from the binoculars and take a look. In the streets below, the traffic had stopped. Pedestrians were lying on the sidewalks, curled up or in doorways. There was no sign of violence, no wrecks, nothing like that. It was as if all the people in New York had simply decided to stop whatever they were doing and pass out. Are they dead? Selena asked in astonishment. I coated in my stomach. A line from the prophecy rang in my ears. And see the world in endless sleep. I remember Grover's story about meeting the god Morpheus in Central Park. You are lucky I'm saving my energy for the main event, he had said. Not dead, I said. Morpheus has put the entire island of Manhattan to sleep. The invasion had started. Oh, so, that was so cool. So, that's the end of the chapter. We'll meet again next episode only on the Percy Jackson Podcast. Thank you for listening.